0: And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, and Pop Culture Cosmos. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe. Follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, The Lakers Fast Break, Domination Sports Nation. Go ahead and check out all the great episodes that they've got on tap for you, waiting right there at Domination Sports Nation. Plus, also as well, everything that we go ahead and do at the Pop Culture Cosmos and give you the latest insight at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely. Appreciate it. Well, the days are getting closer and closer to kickoff each and every weekend. What everybody's doing with their fantasy football drafts, and of course, everything that's going on in the exhibition season, keeping an eye on who's injured, who's not. The leagues are starting to form. The draft messages are starting to be sent out, as I noticed today on my phone. And everybody is looking forward to getting into another great season of fantasy football. But while everybody has their lists, there's always some players that every year seem to get overvalued and are, like well, I said, too well thought of during the course of the draft that makes you scratch your head and say, why did they pick that guy so high? And then you see or actually pick players that go ahead and fall to a later round that you think are really good steal and are really underrated and underappreciated. So today we're going to be talking about the over and the underrated and here today to talk about who he thinks you should kind of maybe steer away from early on in your fantasy football draft and the guys you think maybe will be a steal and maybe underappreciated in your fantasy football draft. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out along with his son Dominic Lardieri right there for you at the Domination Sports Nation. It is Chris Sardieri. And Chris, great to have you back, my friend. After a week's absence, good to have you back talking some fantasy football just in time for your fantasy football draft.
1: Great to be back, Gerald. I've noticed the sun is setting sooner, which can only mean one thing. Football and fantasy football drafts are right around the corner.
0: Yep, indeed, my friend, indeed. So you're seeing the lists; They're all over the place, ESPN and... All the other fantasy football rosters are being put out there, whether you're going still to the store and doing it the old school way, or you're going online and checking on your phone, you're checking on your apps, the Sleeper app, and this app, and that app, and the Yahoo app, and all that, as far as the rankings are concerned, you're seeing what's going down all over the place. I know you have some thoughts. I know you're going to be in some drafts. I know I'm going to be in some drafts, but I will start off with you first. Anybody that you think is really, their, their names are going out there as far as maybe a little bit that are predicted to go a little bit higher than what you think they should be.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll call them overrated or overvalued, whatever the case is. The way I define it is, you, you look at last year, Josh Allen and Cooper Cup were lights out as fantasy players. Going yeah. into the season, there are people that are optimistic on them, but uh, I would probably venture to guess very few thought they were going to be the tops at their respective positions. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for guys who you you can maybe get a round or two later than you typically would. And he's going to be your go-to guy at that respective position. And likewise, uh, a guy, I don't think you should take as high that I think will underperform this year is what I would define as overrated. And at the top of that list for me, are three veterans that everyone loves talking about every year. And and look, we've mentioned this before. I beat it into the ground on this show over the years. There's a difference between a football player and a fantasy football player. And I think these three guys are perfect examples of that. First, Christian McCaffrey. I think he's a great athlete, a great running back when he's healthy. I've had him in previous years on previous teams, and he burns me. And I know the Panthers got Baker Mayfield, but even if McCaffrey stays healthy – I don't think he's worried of being the number two pick. I've seen some people saying he should be number one over Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I don't particularly agree with that. I mean, I see the logic. Taylor had a lights-out year, and he might regress a little in terms of statistics. But I don't see McCaffrey being worth the second pick in your fantasy football draft. And then I'll throw two old favorite quarterbacks in there, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They may very well have great years this year, but I don't think they'll be on par with their previous two namely uh brady likes going on vacation in the middle of training camp or was it a mass singer appearance i can't tell gerald but regardless his offensive line is beat up i'm not sure if he's got the offensive weapons around him like he's had in previous years especially with gronk retired and for aaron Rodgers, you know i know he's got this magic ayahuasca tea but is that going to solve the void at wide receiver that Devonte adams will leave i think not
0: no i still think there's some questions i know that aaron Rodgers in the media has also had those same questions in regards to what they're going to do as far as some of the receivers there, especially the younger receivers. He's had a great deal of issue with. There are some veteran receivers in that mix in Green Bay that he doesn't have too much of an issue with, but I don't see any of those receivers getting to the kind of level that we saw from Devontae Adams.
1: Completely agree. I mean, two years ago, Adams was probably the most productive fantasy football wide receiver if memory serves me correct and you know last year he still had a really nice year so the key is uh even if you key on adams uh at some point the defense is going to leave someone opened and you know a guy who wasn't fantastic but another receiver that left uh marquez valdez scantling Mm -hmm. um went to the chiefs i mean who's going to replace him like i said he's not a great wide receiver but he had a good rapport with rogers and A deep ball thread at times so that's another hole that's left there
0: so i ask you my friend i know you're going to hear the banter back and forth about individuals that you think are going to go too high in the upcoming draft i know christian mccaffrey again he is someone that people are still putting up there i've seen espn rankings have him up there at number two like you said, I am very worried because I've also drafted Christian McCaffrey in the past, and I have it burnt because he's missed over half a season.
1: Absolutely. And uh, that's the Saquon Barkley effect, I like to call it. You know, the guy who's going to get hurt at some point is even going to give you 12, 14 games. I don't think he's worth that risk. And on top of that, I really don't have a heck of a lot of faith in Matt Rule. And uh, Giants fans remember this name, Ben McAdoo, running mm-hmm. the offense in Carolina don't think that bodes well for Mayfield
0: either. One thing I want to ask you when you look at quarterbacks and there, I know we had this conversation the last time around that I thought there was about 20, 15 to 20 starting quarterbacks in the league that are capable of putting enough numbers that could win you a title. And I thought you agreed with me. I think you were pretty much in agreement with me on that.
1: I definitely am and I'm going to give you two underrated names I think and people are going to think I'm insane here but again I'll always go back to the caveat there's fantasy football and then there's real football. Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan, I think Cousins with a new uh offensive minded head coach and Kevin O'Connell will really benefit this year. Will he drive you nuts with late game interceptions? You know, we've got family members in Minnesota that pull their hair out every year because, but the thing is games. overall,
0: those are the only interceptions that he throws because he's one of the most accurate, uh, non interception throwing quarterbacks that are out there. I've had him on teams and I've won leagues with him. Yep.
1: Exactly, and he scores a lot of fantasy points. And I take him over Dak Prescott, for instance. And he's, he's, just, got, not gonna, he's just
0: not going to—he's just not going to throw you for 40 touchdowns. But he can get you twenty-seven and seven as far as right. TD interception ratio. And I'll take
1: that in fantasy if that helps you taking him in a later round, build a better team with depth at running back and wide receiver, or even a top-notch tight end. I'll take that any day. And I feel the same way with Ryan. Look, he struggled in Atlanta. Is he at the end of the rope? He might be, but I feel like Frank Reich will really resurrect his career in this offense. They play an incredibly weak division, which definitely bodes well for him. And consequently, I think another guy that's underrated related to this is Michael Pittman jr. Who's, you know, we've been waiting for him to have a breakout out coming out of USC a few years ago. And I think he'll benefit from Matt Ryan. Cause let's face it. Uh, Carson Wentz really wasn't helping anyone with the air attack in in Indianapolis. I mean, he basically played his way to get the Colts eliminated from the playoffs down the stretch.
0: One of the names that's been bandied about there because of the fact of Jimmy Garoppolo has been jettisoned as far as from San Francisco is Trey Lance. Trey Lance is being thought of in the context of a top 15 quarterback. I'm not sure if he's ready to make that leap yet. I've, There's a good possibility that he can. Your thoughts on Trey Lance. Might he be slightly overrated at possibly what I'm seeing from all these drafts or choices of draft boards around, maybe around eight through 12 is what I'm seeing him listed at?
1: I think he is because people are assuming he's the next Jalen Hurts. And Hurts played you know four years in college, was a top-notch college quarterback, got to the NFL, got a couple of years under his belt, and last year had a really nice fantasy season under the radar. The problem with Lance is, He didn't play a heck of a lot in college. He didn't play with a top-notch premier college program and sat out a year. And essentially last year, I know when he did play, he's what you want. He's a running quarterback. He can get you the running touchdowns. He can make things happen. He does have a good arm. But I just think the inexperience is what worries me, and he's going to be thrown to the wolves, it looks like. I mean, at some point, the 49ers will move off Garoppolo. He can't even play right now anyway, so – If you're going to take a risk on him, make him QB too. But I would not want him as my starting quarterback right now as it stands in fantasy.
0: Because he is listed right around the 10th, 11th. Like I said, I've seen him as high as up as 8th in certain uh, formats and certain lists, which surprises me because he's ahead of Aaron Rodgers and uh, he's ahead of guys like, uh, like you said, we talked about Kirk Cousins and, and even guys like Matthew Stafford. You know, I mean, these guys are an MVP. These guys have been in the league throwing consistent touchdowns. These guys have won Super Bowls and Trey Lance is being picked ahead of them. I'm not sure I would go that far just yet.
1: I would not. I would take experience over him, and, and Stafford immediately comes to mind. Or, heck, how about Russell Wilson in Denver? I know there's a lot of question marks there, but yes. he's joining a new team and a team with a far better uh, offensive firepower around him. Like Cortland Sutton's another guy I think could be underrated at wide receiver. I really think that you know if he is still Russell Wilson, he's got the tools around him. He's in the right situation to be a, a good fantasy football
0: quarterback again this year. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. It is Mr. Chris Hardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. Please go ahead and check him out and his son today at the Domination Sports Nation. Before we head on out, my friend, I know there's still some names out there that, again, make you scratch your head, that you always see get drafted up high and that you've probably seen get drafted up high already in early drafts. Any names out there come to mind real quick? Because I know there's probably one or two that still make you scratch your head.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the usual favorites. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, who I mentioned here multiple times. um, I, I just don't think there's anything left in the tank there for him to be a bona fide RB1 in fantasy football. Look, he may have a nice season as a running back, but I'm looking for fantasy productivity here. Lamar Jackson, not in the sense that... I think he's a bad quarterback. I think there's a lot of potential there. What worries me is I just don't think he has the wide receiver depth around him that he's had in previous years. So uh, I'm by no means am I saying pass on the guy, but don't expect what you got his MVP season or the way he was playing before he got hurt last year. Uh, I'm not saying Hollywood Brown is this lights out Devontae Adams type receiver, but They didn't really replace him or address that in Baltimore. So that's one to keep your eye on. And then from the wide receiver perspective, people forgot about this. The Cowboys traded Amari Cooper to the Browns. Figured, you know, with the Deshaun Watson trade, he'd benefit from that. Well, you can forget about that with the 11-game suspension. And I just think, too... Big picture, his productivity has declined over the years. Not a wide receiver I want to have. And then another one I like, and I've had previously, DK Metcalf in Seattle. While I think he'll still be the number one target, who's going to get him the ball, Geno Smith or Drew Locke? I mean, either way, the pick-your-poison, I think that will unfortunately hurt his productivity this year.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you on that, because even as we speak here on this podcast, the decision has not been made 100% by Pete Carroll on who the quarterback is. And that kind of, uh, I guess, uh, mystery is still not good for a team going into their first game here in the not too distant future. And to have that still be in question is kind of, eh, kind of not the best way to want to start your season right there in Seattle. So yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that another name that you might want to say is ready to go ahead and, and take another leap for in a lot of people's minds is Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia. Your thoughts on him? You think he's ready to go ahead and take the next step? Because right now he's being talked about as a top five quarterback in the league.
1: I think he is. He's got the weapons around him now with uh A.J. Brown being traded by ten- from Tennessee. And a-, a guy I do like, kind of underrated, not necessarily under the radar, is Devontae Smith, the Alabama product. Really didn't put up many numbers last year. But I think, you know, having a top-notch wide receiver on the other side of the line of scrimmage from him I think that bodes well I I do think Hertz needs to be considered as a top-notch quarterback I mean if you look back at the stats last year he was what top five top ten I'd venture to say off the top of my head and I -hmm. think that can continue this year and let's face it when you're playing the commanders and the giants a total of four times in a a Cowboys defense that can be suspect at times uh, that bodes well for Hertz's numbers
0: Absolutely. So people out there, you're just going to go ahead and make sure you're you're checking the list, but also what what you're seeing and hearing as far as who may be a little bit overrated, underrated. might want to make sure you reevaluate why those individuals are being checked out at one end of the spectrum or another, especially when it comes to someone like Christian McCaffrey, who is going to be a high pick regardless of what we say, but to have him how high? is a question. A question as far as how much you're willing to go ahead and gamble, especially if you're at the very top of the draft, indeed. Especially because for many people out there, when they're drafting, they blow it in that first-round draft with a pick or that pick gets injured for a majority of the season. That's really something that's very difficult to overcome.
1: Absolutely. And we saw it last year with Derek Henry on one of our teams. Guy was lights out. I mean, he single-handedly beat the Seahawks by himself in week two. And breaks his foot and there goes our running back depth and the air was let out of that balloon. So you definitely don't want to have all your eggs in one baskets and you've got to make those contingency plans in the later rounds to build depth.
0: Absolutely. So please go ahead and make sure you just don't go default or just lock in your picks for the rest of the draft. Make sure you make careful evaluations in each and every round. I think that's greatly said about what can happen with an early round pick if he gets injured or something happens where his production is not where you need it to be. So just go ahead and make sure you have that depth that will hopefully be able to overcome that and still lead you to a strong winning season going forward.
1: Absolutely. And again, don't overthink your draft too, just because everyone's reaching for running backs at some point in a round. Your board says an X of best available players, a wide receiver or a top-notch tight end, stick to your guns.
0: All right. But it is, once again, the Inside Sports Fantasy Football right here for you. If you have any questions for us, you can always reach out to us at Inside Sports FF or ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com. Before we head on out, my friend, and before we head to hopefully a winning weekend for everyone out there in their Fantasy Football League drafts, is there a name that's not being talked about as much that you think might be under the radar that people might want to go ahead and look more into as the rounds? get deeper and deeper
1: yeah there are a few guys and and I'm going to give you a few names of people who kind of had rough years or people are down on Juju Smith Schuster now mm-hmm. in Kansas City I think that only bodes well playing with Patrick Mahomes when Ben Roethlisberger was a little more competent he put up some nice numbers in Pittsburgh I think he has a potential to do that again running back wise you look at Rashad Penny and, you know, I just, I'm not contradicting myself here. I'm saying Geno Smith and drew Locke are not great quarterbacks, but down the stretch last year, he had a real nice five to six game run, putting up points. If he is, Indeed, going to be the number one running back and get the chance, and by all indications, I, I think he should. We'll see what happens up in Seattle. But you know, if they can't throw the ball and they do have to run the ball, I think he's a nice option. You know, you say, "Oh, the Seahawks are going to stink." Well, I've had plenty of top-notch fantasy football running backs on miserable teams. I think he might be worth it. And it's a guy out there who got injured early in the year, really had some nice productivity. Uh, jk dobbins running back for the ravens Uh, don't forget about him you know when you go in and look at these pre-packaged draft lists and rankings and things like that he might be down the list he might be in a a share situation take him who knows guy might be the starter by the second half of the season i like what i saw from him last year looks like the rehab went well and then finally i'm gonna throw a Deep, deep name for you out there. Shout out to all my fellow Rutgers alumni. I was watching some of the game against the Commanders over the weekend. They got a rookie running back who played for the Scarlet Knights. Isaiah Pacheco looked good. Will he amount to anything? I don't know. But, you know, as a Rutgers grad and the fact that I like the way he played in college and what Andy Reid loves doing with under the radar running backs coming out of college, maybe he's worth a 14th, 15th round late stash type pick. Keep him on your bench because you never know in Kansas City, Clyde Edwards-Alaire hasn't shown he can play a full year and they always seem to find one of these guys from a a smaller college or a lesser known talent that Andy Reid makes into a starting running back by the end of the season.
0: And you can't snicker at that anymore because maybe 10, 15 years ago, The thought of playing a rookie running back was, unless they were a top choice, was going to be a very hard thing to fathom. But now, in recent years, with the advent of so many teams going to a pass-first or pass-heavy type format, we have seen the running back position get devalued to the point where rookies, fifth, sixth round rookies get plenty of playing time, even up to a point where they're, they're contributing so much as their starting games at certain points of the season.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you look at a team like the Rams. I mean, they've seemed to have a revolving door of starting running backs or some sort of rotation the past few years. I know Cam Akers getting back from injury last year in the playoffs really helped them, but Sean McVay never really has just one go-to running back throughout the season. I think the logic is, like you said, it's a pass-happy league, but also keeps your running backs fresher for later in the season.
0: That is definitely true indeed. But it also makes it harder to go ahead and make good choices at the running back position. So beware. But if you have any questions on your draft coming up, if you want to go ahead and get some suggestions from us, please go ahead and hit us up. isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports FF on Twitter. Of course, check out Chris and Dom Lardieri. The guys are available today wherever you get your podcast at the Domination Sports Nation. But Chris, great episode. We come at you hard, we come at you fast, but we come at you like lightning and we make sure we get you all the great info in and out so you can go ahead and take care of your draft right away. But any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: Dom sends his regards. He's busy with high school football practice and homework, but he looked over my list, got his seal of approval. He threw in a few names here, so I can't take credit for all of them, but Final thoughts from both of us. Again, thanks for your support on the Domination Sports Nation podcast. We're really ramping up, coming back from summer break with new episodes to talk football, football, more football, and, and fantasy, of course. But I think one thing we'll want to hit on, and Gerald, you and I will talk about this down the road, prepping for your draft. It's not just about your, your rankings and who you really want and this and that. It's about discipline. I, I feel like there's so much information out there to kind of use a, a Wall Street term you know it's an it's an efficient market what's out there is out there you're not going to get any surprises or uncover a lot of hidden gems with everything that's available on the internet so i think a lot of it turns into almost like a psychological game like you're you're playing poker or something at times so i think that discipline and taking opportunities when people during the draft panic or really reach on someone and not following the herd will really pay dividends on your fantasy football roster as the season progresses
0: well you and i have time to go ahead and do one more episode for those last minute drafts before the season starts. So we can get all your thoughts in all your projections in all the last minute maneuvers and last minute thoughts, and maybe trends that we're seeing from drafts that we can go ahead and comment on, on next week's show, make sure that we go ahead and do that today. But I think that's probably a good idea that we go ahead and give those last bits of advice just before the start of the season on September the eighth.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I know we are having our Mutual League the draft on Tuesday the sixth. A lot of people tend to wait till, you know, Labor Day or a few days after leading up to that first Thursday night game. So but there are a lot of people will be having drafts starting this weekend as, you know, in the old days the starters would play the final preseason game. That doesn't happen anymore. So I think owners feel like
0: there's less a risk of injury to the key fantasy football players these these days absolutely so look forward to next week i'm also trying to get jason dutch back on the show or to do a separate show want to go ahead and make sure he shares his thoughts and even my good friend from the lakers fast break joe Soro, looking to get him on as well because he's a big fantasy football guy so we'll go ahead and hopefully get shows on with them but Chris is the mainstay. Chris Sardieri from Domination Sports Nation. Please go ahead and check out him and his son each and every week right there at the Domination Sports Nation. Chris, great to have you back in the saddle once again as we talk fantasy football. Everybody's now taking those final preparations. This weekend is going to be a major weekend for fantasy football drafts and leading into September 8th, the opener on Thursday night. So we'll go ahead and make sure everybody gets the info out there on at least one more episode and maybe more, hopefully coming up in the next few days, right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.